everybody welcome back uh when last we met the agents of the one investigations had returned home from the uh merry old jaunt to the west midlands to knock hill farm and people were reconnecting with those that they had left in edinburgh so we had um peter had a lovely evening with albert and albert's friends tabitha had um, some time with her aunt Annabelle and was able to give her a bit of a report uh, on what had gone on and Annabelle listened to her. Evangeline was talked to by a strange figure from her past but also maybe not fully of this world and Vera had a lovely evening with Hetty and then a horrible morning with something that looked very much like Hetty but was not Hetty. Um, so um, how are we all feeling? Very good. Very good. Cool. Cool. And so what we're going to do uh, for the beginning of this episode, we will start with going into what happened immediately after uh, Vera's encounter with the changeling creature in her apartment. And then we will jump straight into our next mystery. So. Um, it's the morning. Vera, the creature has left your apartment and they've been gone for a little while. What would Vera do? As soon as the door clicked shut behind it, um, I think there's a couple of beats of silence before um, Vera walks over uh, through and back into the bedroom uh, to the small desk uh, on which is the typewriter, um, which she had been using to write up the reports for the previous um, couple of days. And she will immediately sit down and write out as thorough a documented report of what just happened. Yeah. Um, uh, including as many details as she possibly can. And then she will take that and put it uh, at the back of the rest of the report that she's typed up um, in a separate little paper sort of envelope and um, uh, on the front of that envelope she will write um, um, classified or oh, would she write she she wants to because this is the report that she's going to be handing over to Annabelle. So uh, if there is a particular um, uh, wording or phrasing which Thorn Investigations uses to mm -hmm. classify various things, uh, it's basically a just for your eyes only. Um, I think you could write probably for your eyes only uh, for Annabelle's eyes only or if classified. I think that would come that would yeah that would get the point across. Um, Annabelle, your eyes only, or Annabelle Thorne, and then returning back into the main room, 
going around all of the windows and doors, just making sure that everything is is locked as best as it can be. Um, making sure that the uh, the side table, which she had positioned herself near um, when the creature had, had uh, made itself known, um, opening up the drawer and uh, just checking inside the the lockbox that the pistol is still inside it and that it's loaded um and then relocking it and um tucking the key back into a pocket okay okay and then picking up the report and heading to um the uh I can't remember the name of the street, but head, heading to Thorn Investigations, just head, heading to work, um, regardless of the time of day, just as soon as she's ready and she feels mm. as though the house is... is yeah, it's, it's, it's early morning. Um, <clears throat> so you leave once you feel happy to leave the house, and that takes as long as Vera wants to take. And uh, walking through the city streets, it is early, so um, there aren't so many people out um, those that get to work early are here and uh, you're part of that crowd today. Um, so skipping through just a little bit of what people normally would do in the morning, um, assuming that Peter would go on his run. Yes. So I imagine Standard. Nice this, run. Yeah. So this would normally be sort of um, fairly early for everybody. Um, but I imagine Peter goes very early for his run. So get get that in as soon as possible and get back in time for the officer's opening. Um, so eventually, um, Vera, you find yourself at Thorn Investigations. And it's around this sort of time, because it's a little while to walk from your house all the way across the city to there, that... Um, Evangeline might be coming in soonish and uh, Tabitha would already be in the building and Peter would probably be returning to the office at some point soon after that. Uh, once you are in, you hand over your report to Evangeline. I imagine some people have done this already, written up the reports um, and given them to Evangeline Lee Fox. Um, Peter hasn't. That's That makes sense. <laughs> but uh, She knows where you live, so she'll find it eventually. And then um, Annabelle asked you all to come into her office to just to go through the reports. Is there anything that anybody wouldn't have included? Is there anything that anyone's trying to not share as much? I think I would have been brief, but fairly honest. Only because I didn't do anything wrong. Actually, <laughs> so. would have been intensely descriptive very very robust she would also probably include some profiles of um the now unfortunately deceased um captains and soldiers that were there um including specifically um the, uh, the sole survivor who she would have taken a slight a note that the um might want to take more interest in seeing as he seemed to have a sense about him the future Mr. Lane Fox. Mm -hmm. Next. <laughs> um, Vera's report, would Vera have uh, left in anything out or is there anything that Vera wouldn't have focused on as much? I don't think there would have, I don't think there's anything that would be left out. Um, 
I think there would probably be a couple of notes on the uh, modifications mm. that Evangeline Lane Fox um, uh, and oh, I forget Effie um, and Effie would have been able to um, uh, either would be able to make or, or potential potential ways of um, making our equipment more um, suitable for um, capturing in some sense the essence of, of whatever that thing was broadcasting yeah this restless spirit um, so a couple of um, brief tangents and theories about that um, which is probably what she's most interested in discussing um, moving forward but otherwise just a, a fairly plain overview of what happened I think fantastic and um Peter, would Peter have left anything out? Peter's definitely not written it yet, and has definitely left it until <laughs> he'd probably be thinking about today if he was going to write it. He, he knows he's leaving it until after everyone else, and yeah, he's waiting for that deadline to pass. Yeah, no, that's that's very uh, Peter. Um, so you go into the office, and um, Annabelle thanks those who have given the uh, reports over and gives Peter a bit of a look when she realizes he hasn't done a report yet but nods that away um and then sitting down at her desk she says this is a um a new territory for us in a lot of ways this feels like a less of a random occurrence and more of something which seemed to have some sort of purpose um Obviously, the fact that it, whatever this creature was, whatever the spirit was, um, it took hold of those at Knock Hill Farm years after the person died, after Marcus uh, Elliot died. That's something to think about and why that happened. Um, is there anything anyone, any of you want to discuss at this point? I'm sure you all have things to do today. I'm concerned at how it was able to go after one of our own. Of course. And about how we don't yet seem to have a way, an effective way of defending ourselves against its capabilities. It's difficult to I agree I agree it's it's scary and difficult to think of that something like that happening especially if it leads to the danger meant of people who we care about but it's hard to prepare something ourselves for something we did not do not yet understand um and at that point as she's going she's sort of uh, leafing through the reports, she sees the envelope from you, Vera, um, and looks up at you. And uh, can I read this now? Yeah, you can read it. Uh, I'd prefer to discuss it with you in private. Of course. I give her a, a thin smile. Um. I will let you all know uh, when another assignment comes up. 
Um, but keep an eye out. Uh, reports are just one way of getting getting assignments like this, and more often than not, um, from the reports and stories I've read of the past, these things tend to come up naturally and organically rather than through phone calls. And she gestures for you all to step out of the office and go back to what you would normally be doing in that day. Would anyone loiter by the door, Tabitha? <laughs> I really, really want to, but I respect Vera um, too much to fry. And, uh, Only just. Just. Um, but based on what um, Annabelle just said, I would like to um, quietly... <laughs> Um, probably about five minutes after Evangeline returns to the archive, also go to the archive mm -hmm. um, and try not to get within her eye line while I sneak around a bit. Okay. The uh, Yeah, I mean, the archive is a... You have the two desks of those that work in the archive quite close to the door, um, but the uh, they do go on a bit. The room is it's quite long in terms of the actual size, so um just do a very quick i mean uh act under pressure just to see if you can sneak no, so in the... what i'll do okay is um i will where do they keep their kettle uh there is a communal kitchen which is where the tea gets made just downstairs okay, i will would they be out can they hear the kettle from the archive mm, i don't think so no um, then I'll just stand in the different <laughs> say um no do you know what I'll just be like hi and then I'll walk past in just dead band, just straight. No yeah, just walk, just, walk straight past Evangeline, walk straight past Angus. Yep. Hello. And then off I go. And so be able to assist you as you wander through my archive. Nope, I'll be perfectly fine on my own. Thank you. No. No, 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 my dear. You do not understand. It is more for your safety. Angus is rather clumsy, and he does not necessarily always think of everybody else who must travel down those hallways um, when he puts things away. I would survive a paper cut. I was shot, so I feel like, you know, I'm a I'm a big girl now, and I can um, read. I know you are, my dear. But what is it that you're looking for? Um, I was just going to do some research. You know, Annabelle said we need to keep our ears to the ground and make sure we are. Um, but Tabitha, mm -hmm. I didn't know that you wished to, to learn the ways of the archive systems that we've been here. Oh, please, please sit, please sit. Let me, let me introduce you to the ways in which uh, the joys of discovery can come to you. with just a simple... And she blows some dust off of her folder. Just a simple twist of this. And she opens it up. And she lays it down and she beckons you to come sit at her desk. My sense of propriety <laughs> overcomes me. I, because she's been so persistent, I can't say no anymore so i sit down at her desk and listen 
whatever it is that she's going to teach me about. Yes, I guess, my dear. Um, perhaps you could give us a wave into the length of the corridors and maybe make us a cup of tea. Yeah, please, Angus. I mean, I was working, but uh, right, okay. Um, you're you're too kind. You're <laughs> too kind. He just sort of tries to remember everything that he was doing on his desk and leaves it like photo memory, and then he leaves. I think Angie is going to give Tabitha a file, explain the meticulous ways in which files should be indexed and sorted and folded. And how you layer clippings together to make sure that they're able to be read. It is it, it is a proper briefing. She's she's going fully to town. Tabitha is very interested and she wants to do some research. She's showing her the ways to research. Um, I just fully disassociate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> sounds... <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah. Peter doesn't trust anyone. Um, so whilst no, whilst the others wouldn't have stayed to try and listen to the door, Peter has naturally assumed Vera is um, sharing information about him and stuff that maybe he shouldn't have done whilst he was there. Um, right. So Peter will try and find somewhere close to the room as they walk out quite quickly, ideally like a little closet or something. And then he'll try to kind of like using magic, try and literally watch what's going on in the room and listen to what's going on from a slight distance. Okay, so um, just I, what we're going to do for that, Peter? Can I have a, I guess, a use magic roll? These don't go badly. Um, hopefully, nothing goes wrong here. Uh, ten. Ten. Um, yeah, I mean, works out. You can stand a bit further away down uh, the corridor, uh, sort of on the landing, maybe even a floor away from uh, Annabelle's office, and you can hear the conversation. Um, it's a bit sort of foggy, and like, the voices have come in and out unnaturally, but you can hear the conversation. Um, Tabitha, can I just have, just while you are in the archives, um, can I have a plus sharp? Can you roll plus mm. sharp for me? I can. I roll two. I mean, I know I'm this game, but <laughs> do I roll two d6? Uh, yeah, two d6. Yeah, yeah. Um, nine. Nine. Um, so what was Tabitha hoping to come into the archives to find? Well, I was interested in what Annabelle said about um, the idea that, because I think, um, to Tabitha she kind of took as her first experience took it at face value that this was a ghost <laughs> um, mm. of some kind but where Annabelle said something that so long after uh, Marcus's death had taken hold of his either like his spirit or his memories or like the, the tragedy of his mm. death um, I would have attempted to research things along that line right yes of course you obviously don't get a chance to rifle through reports just now this is not the situation I'll have to created for you rifle um, much later you there is a box um that you spied perhaps when you were you started to walk down an avenue of uh shelves um and just before evangeline was able to sort of 
encourage you to come back. You spied right at the end um, a very old-looking, undisturbed box, potentially from the pile of ones that Evangeline has not gone through yet, that it was labelled um, Control and Possessions. Um, but it was a very, very old box, very small as well in terms of filing. It wasn't didn't like there must have been a lot in it, but you did see that there was something in the archives that could appertain to what you were talking about. Cool. I perk up and start listening as if I'm listening very intently to everything I'm being taught about archiving. So, um, Annabelle in her office quietly opens up the letter from Vera, reads through it once, she reads through it again, and then places it on her desk and looks up at you, Vera. Firstly, I want to say that I'm sorry. I didn't think of this sort of thing happening. I'm not sure any of us did. And I, I've got a smile on my face. It's slightly brittle um, and Vera's expression is slightly slipping um, in contrast to how it had been sort of warm and friendly and controlled with everybody else present but she's still doing her best to seem reassuring Annabelle comes up stands up from her desk and comes around um, and sits in the chair next to you I am I am concerned that we are being monitored. We are being observed. So I'm I'm keen to keep precise language a little vague, if you catch my drift. No, I understand entirely. I share your worries, perhaps different elements, but similarly, being monitored and having our lives under a microscope or under the eye of something which we don't have any control over is a frightening thought. I don't know if this will help at all. And she seems to be racking her brains a bit. Um, when I was very young, my father had, um, he had very little understanding of the magics of the world, but had placed upon this building protective, uh, I don't say enchantments, but he believed them to be protective. And while I don't know anything about them, it seems that things like these shouldn't be, we shouldn't put our noses up at them anymore, um, especially if there was a chance that they could protect those we care about. And... If you would like, I could see about having the same enchantments, <laughs> she cringes at the word, um, put on your apartment, if that would make you feel more comfortable. I'm not saying that will work. I don't know exactly how they work. I'll have to find the text that my father used when he was putting them on this building. But if they work, then they'd be worth it. I, I should be most grateful. That sounds that sounds most agreeable. Thank you very much. She puts her hand on your hand. 
what this thing did was a violation of your space. And I am sorry that it happened, Vera. I, I was very keen to make sure that you were aware of its capabilities. Thank you. Um, it will be something which we will have to keep an eye on. Yes. We will have to find some way of testing the protections on this building. But if they are up to scratch, then it would be worth considering putting them the same ones on everyone. Everyone's I quite a agree. Yes. Um, Speaking of protection. Yes. The spirit which was able to compel Miss Layton Fox. Yes. She is a very powerful individual, as is Mr. Anderson. Thankfully, only one of them was affected, and the other was able to step in and tie things up. Were both of them to be affected, or if one of them is indisposed or elsewhere, we will have a much bigger problem. I, I don't think we can, we can't just rely on. Well, I, to a certain extent, I suppose we can rely on each of them in turn to keep the other in check. But we should start thinking about other possibilities. Is there anything that Tabitha or myself or anybody else would be able to do in a situation like that? Tabitha is obviously more adept, um, although I know her powers are probably still developing compared to Miss Lane Fox and uh, Mr. Anderson's. Yes, I fl flicking through the ports, it seems that they are, um, uh, you know, uh, impressive, but um, volatile. She has a lot to learn. She's young. But I'm very glad she's with us. I will look into what we can do. I don't want what I fear is the is going into the field with contingency plans for members of the group um and the how quickly people might jump to using them. I think we just need better protective capabilities. We need to prevent it from happening in the first place rather than a contingency plan for what happens after it happens. What? course ideally do you have any suggestions currently no um i do the recording that i made um it was rushed and rough and i'm sure a much more accurate and uh, a higher fidelity recording mm. can be made with specialized equipment which um effie has started working on and I'm sure that Miss Lane Fox uh, will be able to help in that regard. Um, yes. Any research that we can do towards that? I, I well, feel as though there might be something in it. 
I think that is definitely worth our time and perhaps over the until another assignment comes up it could be something that we focus on if that is something you'd be willing to put a bit of time towards as well I very much would yes <laughs> I think that's I think that's worth investing in of course um well thank you very much for coming to me with this Vera it is important to know that we important to think about protection when we go out into the field now that it seems the world is just that little bit more dangerous than it was a few days ago yes i think there's even more out there than um, even we were quite expecting and with that um we will move on to uh, the next mystery um before we get into that however uh i do want to um say i will probably add in at the beginning of this that uh bungling all of the leveling up at the end of sessions um <laughs> i want to very quickly uh let everyone who is listening know what um has happened in terms of leveling up now um like i said previously um the leveling up in monster of the week is very interesting you get experience every time you fail a role so evangeline for example will have leveled up a lot um whereas other people did not fail as much will have not as leveled up <laughs> as much as evangeline but it ends up that people end up on different levels with different abilities and whatnot so um with that just going around the group um would you be able to tell me tell everyone who's listening as well what has happened in terms of leveling up for your character what has what improvements will make and i will say that it'll be about a week and a half until the next occurrence so if there's anything that needs to be done like i can say uh improvements to people's abilities improvements to people's powers these things that will be researched over that week um so starting with Van evangeline what has happened with evangeline and leveling up yeah she, she only leveled up twice and she's very close to leveling up again because there was there were lots of dice that were not very friendly to her um i think something that i think she um from her something she's always had um before coming here something she's probably been shying away from kind of i feel was awoken um in that investigation seeing everyone and um seeing all the things that had happened maybe the fact um and not always being able to help as best as she could um so for the first for first of her two levels ups i took um a, a piece from a different playbook um, and i took the power of heart um ability which uh, means when i'm fighting with my friends um i can help out and instead of rolling i just get to 10 so less of those <laughs> less of those uh six and belows um when it really counts for the people that she's looking after um and the second one i actually also did the, the uh, i uh, i just took from another playbook which is you're, as a spell slinger, I can take two. Mm -hmm. um, I no longer can take anything from a different playbook because you can only do it twice yep. um, at this level, at uh, this um, series of play. Um, and I took connect the dots. So one thing that has... Um, she'd been left with that, that question of what's stirring in the darkness and those warnings. And also, he died two years ago. Laura started having this two months ago are these things connected um, and so i took the connect the dots um 
uh, playbook, um, which allows me at the beginning of Mysteries to start rolling with Grace of the Dice um, and seeing if there are other wider patterns connecting parts of these mysteries. And I thought that was very much in keeping with her kind of really getting to grips yeah. with the archives and active cases, mm. seeing what what mysteries are still hidden within there that might uncover as, as we also go through. Yeah, I love that move. It's such a great, like, you got your red twine out and your, your pin board. <laughs> Sorry, Montreal's like that. Um, okay, uh, fantastic. Uh, Vera? Um, so I leveled up twice um, and um, I've started to um, add to the law library um, uh, and swap out a few books um mm -hmm. which i think will be a bit more a bit more useful um yeah. and i've spent well, i will be spending a lot just a lot of time reading mm -hmm. um so i've taken the i've read about this sort of thing move so i roll plus sharp instead of plus cool when i act under pressure oh fantastic um, okay can you just say that name again uh, uh i've read about this sort of thing oh brilliant yeah okay um and just to further stack my um <laughs> plus sharp which i'm now rolling for uh three things so it's, it's just help out that i'm rolling plus cool for um but i'm also taking plus one to my sharp fantastic brilliant um very smart move with the amount of yeah. sharp things you've got to roll for awesome okay um I mean, yeah, oh, if I'm doing anything else, I'm probably doing it wrong. So, <laughs> uh, Tabitha. Okay. I only leveled up once. Um, Didn't feel that often. That's, that's fine. Must be it. Um, I decided to take a second road, um, which I haven't 100% spoken to you about, but you I haven't. called it okay. Dark Hound. That's as far as I got. <laughs> and um, it's based on um, the uh, interaction Evangeline and I had before we were on the team together, where okay. she helped me um, banish something I had summoned. And I feel like Tabitha's been working on this spell to summon mm. a kind of um, like a hellhound good one <laughs> like a nice okay. one to help out because yeah. she's not you know, she, she's not very strong um and i feel like finally she's just about mastered the summoning of a um, awesome dark beastly dog I love that. So you found a way of casting Find Familiar in. Yes. <laughs> in Finally, a pet. <laughs> what every keeper slash DM needs is players who have pets. But it's okay because um, it's a hellhound, so I won't be, feel bad about killing it immediately. Well, I can just re-summon it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I haven't great. decided on a name yet, but I'll keep you posted. Fantastic. Great. And um, Peter? Um, Peter, um, I leveled up twice. Um, cool. the first, um, Peter just became that little bit sharper. Um, I think he's a little bit more on the ball now. Mm -hmm. Um, and then just to kind of offset that improvement on that, um, he's now mortal. Um, so, 
Um, okay. I like the idea that he, he's not fully aware of the full meaning of this, but um, mm -hmm. he doesn't age or sicken, and whenever he suffers harm, he suffers um, one harm less. So um, okay. I think the implications of the former, we'll see. I, I think it's more around the one harm less. He's going to feel a bit more rugged, but not really understand the full meaning right. of that. Yes, that is. Oh, I like that. That's a very interesting, helpful, but potentially quite worrying uh, well, I think it's, I would be very worried about mm. it if I wasn't Peter, and yeah. I'm not worried. <laughs> no. <laughs> like we have a lot of people who are not Peter, and they'll all be worried, I'm sure. Um, so, Sorry, in that week and a half um, that we yes. have between mysteries, I am, I don't want to be teacher's pets, I'm not doing this mm -hmm. openly, but, um, and obviously our next mystery is coming up. But based on what Annabelle said, I'd love to, um, in the background, like be putting my feelers out to kind of local newspapers, maybe meet a journalist mm. or something in the background, just so that Lovely, yes. um, if anything weird happens kind of in yeah. Edinburgh and Scotland, mm. that maybe I can hear about it on the Yeah, I mean, uh, there's definitely lots of, you know, journalists and people that you can... Um, chat with that will probably come into play um so i'll keep that i'll keep that in mind thank you very much with that um i will let you get into the next mystery um as always we have an opening for it and here it is elder park sits quietly those that would walk through it have long gone to sleep and so the peaceful greens and tall leafless trees stand as if waiting. The cam is suddenly broken by the roar of an engine and the unmistakable crash of metal on stone. A van erupts into the quiet space. The remnants of the wall smash through, scattering as it careens wildly left, then right. There is a moment in which the headlights catch the trunk of a tree. The van tries to turn. Too slow. The vehicle flips sideways and rolls across the grass, violently ripping the soil up. The van's back door cracks open, spilling much of the contents across the grass. There's no sound for a while. The last of the wheels eventually stops spinning, and smoke starts to gently plume out of the damaged engine. Eventually, the driver's door is kicked open. A figure drags himself from the wreckage, and... Pulling themselves up, frantically limps away from the mess of metal and mud, trying not to think about those still left within the van. Getting to a large tree nearby, he threw himself behind it, sitting against the trunk and trying not to make a sound. A minute or two passes with nothing. Maybe it didn't follow them. Maybe they were just seeing things. Maybe. A low thundering growl cuts off the thought at the knees. The figure feels the blood drain from them as they hear it and find themselves needing to look, needing to know what they saw was real. They strain as they twist and look around the side of the tree. There was the van, sitting still like a wounded animal unaware a predator is approaching, and there caught only just in the lights of the city that spread ever so slightly into the park was the thing they had been running from. It crawled on clawed feet, 
his orange eyes glowing in the dim as it inspected its prey. It opened its mouth, full of long, sharp teeth, and seemed to draw breath. There was a smell in the air. The figure couldn't quite place it, but it filled his senses and made his eyes water. And then, without warning, a blinding eruption of light filled his view and made him have to hide behind the tree again. He waited for his eyes to stop hurting before he hazarded a second look. What he saw filled him with a cold dread. The van was wreathed in flames, the roar of it only slightly drowning out the screams from within. The figure stared until he heard the sounds of sirens closing in and voices in the nearby street. The thing was gone. How could something that big just be gone? Without another thought, the figure turned and ran. So, where we pick up is about a week and a half after the events at Knock Hill Farm. And the, you know, you've been doing your research, you've been doing your work. Um, there's been a lot of scouring through reports that have come in. Um, some of them are very hard to work through, um, being just ragtag bits of information again you can still get quite a lot of hoaxes as well um and as you know there are other teams that work for for investigations and they are out and about doing uh jobs um but about a week and a half later um you are still waiting for something else to rear its head um and it is the evening and um the offices are closing for the night. And uh, I'm going to say that throughout this week and a half, uh, Albert has been inviting Peter to come play poker with him. Um, so would Peter go with Albert this evening? Um, okay, if not, uh, it's just, Albert's obviously made no pressure of Peter at all about this. He, no, no, he, he, he'll, have, he'll have kept it quite consistently. Mm. So if nothing else is really going on, Peter doesn't do a huge amount of other stuff. So and they, he'll have gone to poker. So um, that leaves Evangeline Lane Fox walking home on her own. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Evangeline, um, you leave the office. When uh, what does Evangeline do when she leaves off? Does she walk back to her um, townhouse in um, at Edinburgh in the centre of Edinburgh, or does she get a taxi? You're near Haymarket Station, so it'd be not very hard to find a taxi. She is very particular about how she she locks up the archive, checks everything's turned down. She knows exactly where everything is. She would have left a couple of notes, noticing that Angus had left before her. Uh, and she will light the stairs and into the kind of crisp, cold, cold evening, wrapping up her scarf. And she will probably take the, take the street, take the world around her, just allowing all the bustle of the city as she 
aimlessly wanders home just to kind of absorb the rest of the day and just kind of like remove it from her spirits and she so she can just really go back into what is going to be her her, her real kind of like zen place of home as you were walking back to your zen place um you find it takes you a little while to notice you just get this funny feeling that you're being followed um you've had this sort of feeling in the back of your head a few times where there's something there that you know when you turn around you won't be able to see it um but this is different it's as if every so often you you notice at first maybe when you're crossing the road you look behind you as you're crossing and you notice that there's somebody behind you and this doesn't uh fill you with too much dread but when you later on turn around um perhaps as a bus passes by um and you turn distracted by the lights of it you notice that is that the same person walking behind you maybe and then again this time closer and perhaps if you know some at one point they will suddenly not be there and you think okay maybe they weren't following me and then as you get closer to your apartment once again they're there and as you approach your apartment building um you are it's it's you know edinburgh is a bustling place but your street is never that noisy at this time of night um so when you stop at your door and you hear the sounds of footfalls on the street behind you approaching the door what of Angeline do? She is not one to speak. If someone has been following her, she would have definitely taken a slightly more of a saunter home. You know, she crossed the road, she passed back again. Not so much toying with them, but so much as just allowing herself to feel the calm as she knows there's the chance that someone is following her. I think she probably picked up this trait and this kind of, kind of unabashed calmness that she's portraying on the street as she walks from her times in, in Europe um, alone. And she'll probably stop at the kind of the stairs that kind of lead up to the main kind of foyer entrance before she comes to a light up towards the penthouse. And she just waits, not really making a mind, just standing, just ways, maybe a heel rest against the kind of the, the uh, wall. And she'd look off to the left, probably away from wherever these footsteps were coming from, but making sure that her peripheral eyes could absorb what was happening and enough that if she needed to react, she could. And she would wait. A, it's quickly, this figure approaches. And you see emerging from the other side of the street from where you're looking. Um, the figure is a sort of youngish looking man um, with sort of mousy brown hair, uh, sort of neatly, neatly, looks like it probably normally is neatly, but now it is um, a mess. They look very bedraggled, this person. Um, and they walk towards where you are and stop when they see that you've stopped. 
and they look up one end of the street and they look down the other end of the street and then they look over towards you they you see that they are wearing a um a long um thick looking sort of winter winter coat um and underneath they have a uh sort of a casual suit on um but the first thing you notice as they get close is that the collar of the shirt looks like it is spattered with blood um they have a bandage wrapped around their neck um but it looks like obviously that bandage is gone on after whatever wouldn't happen to them um and also you notice as they approach you that they are walking with a limp as well um and they look over at you and he has this face that is filled with fear and he stares and he says you work at that at that building right that that investigations place I just tilt across and then imagine she's, she's she's got she knows her lighting there's like a an over, overhead light that's kind of like cascaded around yep. her so she gets that proper look across to towards him and she will just kind of go introductions please my dear you need to help me you don't understand I I it, it's coming after me it's going to find me you need you need to help me. You, yes, you. Are you in need of edge of your seat adventure? Do you like dangerous jungles filled with the undead, ancient dangers and sarcastic goblins? Do you want to hear five friends battle their way through both bad accents and the land of Chult in the search of an insidious death curse? Are you looking for a detergent that actually does what it promises? You answered yes to all of these questions, except possibly the detergent one. Then do I have a deal for you? Listen to Trolls of the Two-Ton Bridges, an actual play Dungeons & Dragons podcast from the UK, playing through the Doom of Annihilation campaign. What's the cost? Nothing. It's free. Yes, you heard that right. Free to listen to on all podcast apps. Everyone loves it. Just listen to this person I've just met. Can you get that out of my face? See? So join us at the table every Tuesday with Trolls of the Two-Ton Bridges. Adventure. Hello, everyone. This is Danny, the resident keeper for the Thorn Fowls podcast. If you are enjoying the podcast as much as we are enjoying making it, why don't you give us a review, maybe a rating on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Promise it really helps us out and lets us know what we're doing well and, uh, also, you know, what you'd like to see a bit more of. If you'd like to support us more, you can find us on Twitter at Thornfiles Podcasts or on Instagram at the Thornfiles underscore podcast. We have a lot of fun stuff coming up in the next few months, hopefully, and it'll be easier for you to know what's going on if you follow us there. Now, back to the mystery. As as he says, help me, her mind, she'll kind of like go back into her mind for a second and just hear her own voice just saying, help me, help me. Help me, and she's like the facade will break from a second, and she'll just say, 
Honestly, it would seem manners are not for this evening. And she would gesture to the staircase that leads up towards her apartment. Okay. Um, you lead this man into your um, apartment and um, he checks the street before he leaves. You, It's odd. You um, realize he's also looking upwards as well, not just down either side, um, like up the walls, the roofs. And he enters into your building and um, once the door is closed, he goes to the windows and stares out the windows and uh, says, is your, is your door, uh, lock your door. Oh, my dear. You don't understand. It's coming. It will. Is this place safe? I don't know if this is if this is the right idea. Hmm. You. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, please, please take a seat and, and she'll open up the kind of the glass walkway that goes into this kind of that central garden atrium between her apartment and the guest quarters where Peter is. And she says, please just have a seat in here. I will make you some form of. Beverage, do you need to require food? You are, you are very, no, no, no. Uh, very high. The, the atrium, the atrium, is it like all glass walls and glass? He does not go into it. It's full glass walls and then like it goes up to the kind of light in between. He, he, you see him stare at it and does not go in. Um, Is there anywhere else I can, I can sit? Yes, and she she'll gesture towards like the kind of lounge seats in there. So, like, but let me let me just fetch a blanket for you before you sit down. She's gonna like she'll wander off into this other room and pull out one of those kind of large blankets, just kind of like drape it over um, her, her seat, and she will just for him to sit. So, not 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 notwithstanding, um, you are uh, of course covered in blood. I assume this is yours. I think so, mostly. Would it be someone else's as well? I'm not sure. Some of it, not. Um, my name is my name's Stephen, um, Stephen Donnelly, um, and Stephen Stephen with a V or a PH. Uh, a PH PH. Uh, look, you you work at that place. You you know about like. You know, like, like strange things, right? Like, like, uh, paran pa paranormal things, right? Yes, I do work in that place that investigates things. Not normally from, don't normally do any of my work from my apartment or outside I'm the streets of my house. I'm sorry. I, 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 I would have, I would have come in. I was watching your building today and I would have come in, but I just thought if, if I went in people, I needed to talk to somebody without going in in case you'd like, in case you didn't believe me laughing at building or like uh, call the police or something. And I okay. can't. Now I'm going to suggest you a little bit of breathing, my dear. 10 breaths for me whilst I go and while I go and warm some water for a nice cup of tea for us. I fear this is going to be a very long discussion. And whilst our encounter has been brief, 
Um, please do not say anything. I will know. And she also wonder out to going to give him some space, but kind of like keeping her ears and kind of like listening mm. and just giving him some space to kind of either either kind of like give her some kind of like signals that he is um, either fighting something or he's here for something else or just giving him a full opportunity. Mm. Um, can I have to have you roll sharp for me, please? Absolutely. Um, actually, be... well, we could, we could do a roll, I guess, for um. No, we'll just do roll sharp. I think for now, isn't like a That's twelve. Twelve. Um, fantastic roll. Uh, what I'll say is, with that, yeah, as you time. as you leave, yeah, you needed them. Um, you notice that he takes he takes his coat off and um he sort of wraps it up in his arms and he seems very protective of his coat. He like holds it to him um as he sits down on the on the sofa. Um and as you sort of come back and he 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 starts a little bit. Um oh it's it's fine. Uh sorry. And he drinks the tea and uh he says I don't know if this makes any sense at all, but my f- my friends were killed last night. Is that the other blood that is on your yeah your uh, yeah we um we were uh, we had been uh, driving um in in the city and uh well my friends I I was I was driving and they were starting to panic uh, they said that something was following us. Um, and I, I sort of thought I saw something in one of the mirrors, um, but I didn't, um, didn't get a good proper look at it until we crashed the van and, um, uh, they were still in it, but I, I, I got a little bit away just to, um, see if I could go get some help or something. And the, um, this thing appeared and it I think it made the van blow I think it burnt them it burnt them in the van and I don't know what happened I think some of the blood is from them when we crashed but I know that they were still alive when when it arrived it's you saw it yeah I, th- I think I did. I think it was it was dark, but it had like I think it had scales. I'm not sure it, it had like, it had claws that like were it it dragged itself along and it had it dug into the ground and it had these eyes, these giant orange eyes. And I I I. I ran after the van was burnt up but i i think i saw it i think i saw it watching me from from a rooftop and i feel like i've been i can't get it away from me and i'm worried it's going to come after me can you help me you're being chased by a giant lizard creature i know Um, it sounds sounds stupid but that's not that that does not sound stupid my dear 
I can tell from your state that this is entirely, um, entirely unfabricated. What made you decide to follow me, my dear? Well, I was, I was just in, I got, I got the train from, from Glasgow to, to here. Um, and I, I found stuff out this place and while well, I, I was just waiting for someone to leave and it was just getting late and I, I hadn't got the, the courage to do it yet to talk to somebody to try to talk to somebody from there and I just know that if it gets dark that I'm worried that it will come after me again how many nights has it been chasing you it's just just the, just last night but it's just I whenever I close my eyes I see it staring and when I'm in the dark it's like it's everywhere Mm. This place is full of light. Um, I, I have to admit, I do have. I'm a guest currently staying in my guest bedroom. Um, I perhaps I can give them some form of contact and see if they would mind bunking with you or not. Um, I would say probably around this time, Peter comes back. <laughs> Um, Peter comes into the building at this time from your night with Albert. Good evening, Mr. Anderson. Oh, hello. Hey, hey. This is Mr. Donnelly. What? Oh. Hello. Yes. Yes, Mr. Donnelly. Um, Mr. Lee here yeah. followed me home, Mr. Anderson. Is everything all right? Oh, it is perfectly fine. Um, the blood is not all his. Uh, it does belong to some of his now deceased friends who, um, unfortunately, um, were engulfed in fire created by, um, some form of giant lizard. He is extremely scared and does... Although, uh, although exhausted, does wish to sleep. Might I be able to entrust him to your your side of the of the penthouse this evening? Um, oh God, I think I've drunk too much whiskey for this. Oh God. Okay. Why? Um, yes, I don't think it's appropriate that he's up here with you. Um. Okay. Yes. Well. Why does he have, why do we have to stay here? The institute has places where people can sleep. Why do we not go back to the institute? Yeah. Why are we doing this in the place where you live? This is where he spoke to me. He seems to be rather jittery yes. around, wandering the streets, and a creature is stalking him. Oh, the creature's the creature the creature's here. Well it is not here, it is stalking you. Okay, well, do you need me? Do you realize that my apartment, over, well, my room is surrounded by a giant glass room and glass doesn't stop things? So if this creature really wants him, there's no way to keep it out of this place. 
Yes. Of course. Oh, good. I'm feeling like we're not on the same level, but yes, I will take him over to my apartment right now. It would be great if you could maybe call our friend Vera, mm. maybe even my friend Tabitha, and just just find out what they're up to on, on an evening like this. Um, do we? Do, could it, we do that? Maybe it is. It is rather late. No, I would no, no, disturb no. them and inconvenience. No, it, it isn't. It isn't too late for this particular call. This this is the sort of call where you do call them. In fact, I'm pretty sure if you were to call Vera now, she would head straight over and bring with her lots of really nice weapons and things that would help us deal with whatever's coming here. Okay. I mean, I wasn't planning on fighting the, the creature here, but... I don't know if we have a choice, Evangeline. Could you please... Sorry, what's your name again? I keep forgetting your name. Is it Stephen? Mr. Stephen. Mr. Donnelly. Stephen Donnelly. And... Which which part of Edinburgh are you from? Uh, I'm I'm from Glasgow. And you're you're certainly followed you all the way from Glasgow. I I don't know if it did, but it I just feel like it did. It came after us, and we were we were driving uh, we were driving pretty fucking fast, um, and it was able to keep up with us, and it. Uh... Okay. Um. All right. Um, cool. You just stay here a second. I'm just going to go out there. And can I kind of read a bad situation from the big glass room yeah. just to yeah, see if I can, can start to... Because this feels like a terrible situation. Yeah, no, I understand that. Yeah. We're on a seven. Seven. Um, right. Okie dokie. Oh, this isn't going to be. This isn't my like chosen thing to be rolling. <laughs> Read a bad situation. Do 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 do. Why is all my stuff for a bad situation? Okay. Um. So, um, for a seven, you can hold one. Uh, so give me one of the uh, give me one of your read a bad situation questions. Or you, if you want, we can sort of style one to be similar to something you'd actually need. So what's my best way in? What's my best way out? Are there any dangers we haven't noticed? Thanks for this. No, because I've <laughs> gone there specifically for that one. So yeah. um, okay. are there any dangers we haven't noticed? Because I want to see if we're being stalked. You look out through the atrium window uh, towards the sort of blinking lights of the city. And you stare for a while. You don't see anything. Okay, I'll go. Um, look, I think it's safe to. I think you sleep on the couch tonight. Sorry, Evangeline. I think we should all be in the same area tonight if we are going to stay here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the atrium's too glass. I'm... Sorry, Evangeline. I know this. I'm. I'm not understanding why you're not seeing the danger in the situation. Did you understand? danger but no creature would be so forward as to enter this house and make itself known um if this creature truly is a predator it will not reveal itself here this evening 
my mind um, Peter's mind is now going back to everything he heard just over a week ago and little things are starting to drop into position as he is um I don't believe that actually Evangeline um I I really would have you called Vera whilst I was out there looking did you call her no I was I was keeping oh. Mr Donnelly company he is with his naps I um, Perhaps you could so, could you could help him oh. you could straighten yourself up and help him straighten himself up for when our um companions do arrive once I've spoken to them and I will uh, contact each of them whilst you do that and I will gesture towards your apartments okay um anyway Stephen come with me um you could do with you could probably do like cleaning and stuff you you're kind of a bit of a state I, I, Here, let, let me let me take a photo. I'll hang it up, and I go to take his coat. No, no, it's it's fine. I'll just uh, I'll hang on to my my clothes, but I'll 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 um I'll I'll clean up. I do. I am a bit. No, you really do look an absolute state. You need. You should really go and wash. If okay. let the nice lady take your coat, and we'll go and clean you up. Uh, yeah. And he very slowly gives you his coat. Cool. Is there anything to notice no. from that? Um, I mean, you can do. Uh, I don't know if there's any roles that would really you. You get that he. It takes more while to give the coat, or when he does, he very quickly gives it, and then sort of um, goes towards the door towards where Peter's apartment is. He doesn't want to spend a lot of time away, and so he wants to do this quickly. We we should be quick about this. I'm. You said your friends died. Um, well, let's go get you sorted out then. And uh, he goes with you, Peter, to get himself sorted out. Um, I'm going into my room when the phone, the telephone device has been plumbed into the house. Um, and I will call probably Vera first. <laughs> The phone rings, Vera. It is late. Uh, Hattie and I have just got back from dancing. Oh, um, nice. And we're just about to um, head to bed. Um, and uh, we both look at the phone, slightly confused as it goes off this place in the evening. But uh, um, I wander over and pick it up. Good evening. Uh, apologies for the late hour of my calling. Um, it would seem that we have a gentleman in distress who followed me home um, from Thorn Investigation and is now currently um, taking a shower with Mr. Anderson. I see. Uh, I assume you've called me for some sort of help or assistance. Is there anything I can do? Yes. It, it, yes, your expertise are required. If you would, if you would be able to um, wander over to uh, my apartment, um, but geez, if if it, if it needs to wait till morning, I completely understand. This is very late in the evening. I'm certain you're calling with good reason. Um, I will be over shortly. Have you spoken to Tabitha yet? She's next one. She's next on this this phone tree that Mr. Anderson has um, enacted. Oh, my darling. I see. Very well. Um, are there any details I should know before heading over? Do I need to bring anything in particular? Your um, flame retardant attire. Uh, well, that's all in the van. If Tabitha is 
um, at at home at, at at her quarters in the um, institute. Perhaps she could drive it over. Well, she can't. She can't drive, can she? Hold on. Um, maybe somebody there can drive her over with the van. Then we'll have everything we might need. Oh yes, this is this is good. This is good. We will um, have the have the van message messengers over as well with Tabitha. Best to travel. Wonderful. I'll I'll uh, uh, I'll grab my bike and I'll I'll be over as soon as I can. Um, Wonderful. I would like to imagine that while Vera's having this conversation, the minute she says that she'll be over, like Hetty is rolling her eyes and she's like, oh, really? It is. 100%. <laughs> and then as you are getting your things ready, she's like, fine, fine. Just know what you're missing out on. And she um, I look at her with very, very sorry eyes. <laughs> Don't look at me like that. I'm cross. And you have every right to be. Um, and you can be cross with me in the morning. I will see you for breakfast. If I'm not home before you wake up, um, I will call. Okay. Fine. Fine. Uh, I give her a kiss and then grab my coat and run back out the door. Still probably wearing sort of uh, dancing gear, <laughs> dancing clothes, yeah, uh, just with a coat on. I love that. Um, so, uh, Evangeline calling Tabitha. <laughs> Tabitha, you're in your apartment. You probably, I don't know how late Tabitha stays up. Um, really, really late, really late. <laughs> so, Evangeline, you call, like lots no of candles. Tabitha's probably awake. <laughs> yeah, bring, bring, it's forever, bring, bring. This is Tabitha Thorne. Tabitha, my darling, I knew you would not be would not be um well retired at in, at this hour of evening. It is it is Evangeline. Yes, I can tell, Evangeline. Good. Um, it would seem we have um quite the mystery uh, brewing um that would really I would really use your help with. Well, um, if you require my help, there is also, there is also on her way. Excellent. Um, um, and she does require her van. Okay, and yeah, sure, I can absolutely. I will drive it. That is good. Um, whilst you are whilst you are um, busying yourself to um, help um, Miss Bright. Might I also ask if you just pop through into the um, archives? Oh, I'm sure you have a way of getting in there, even though the door is locked. Um, and just um, going going through the sections, and we have we have a couple of folders on on lizards and scaled beasts that if you could pick up and bring with you. Yes. Um, absolutely, I will. Yes, certainly do a fantastic job. I'm finding you. But it can't be as bad as Angus the last time you had to get something from him. Oh, yeah. I... Angus, well, you can't find the archivists anymore. Well, I didn't find him, but um, he's getting better. Okay. Sorry, so... uh, to, to, sorry to, keep the, to keep the line open just in case other people are calling in that. I'll see you shortly. And, oh, bring something flame retardant if you have it. <laughs> 
okay. hang up. Um, she'll hang up. Yeah. So, uh, Tabitha, um, you know very well that Tabitha cannot drive. So, yes, I, I uh, certainly know I can't drive, but I'm not going to admit weakness. You can't admit to it. anyone. <laughs> so, um, how does Tabitha plan on getting the van over? To I'm going to give you one bit of information, <laughs> which mm-hmm. might be pertinent. Um, I think this is it's. Most people are gone by this point, especially all the people who work in the yard aren't there anymore. So you got all the definitely reliable drivers that aren't there anymore. One person you know who drives lives fairly close to Thorn Investigations. <laughs> Angus lives fairly close to Thorn Investigations. To be fair, I thought of anyone I can convince Angus to do it. <laughs> um, and how hard could it possibly be, though? Yeah. I mean, it's probably. I mean, it's a massive van full of various things. Edinburgh. Um, I go to the archives and I find this um, book about lizards, mm-hmm. and then I. Does Angus have a phone? Oh yeah, Angus, Angus has a home telephone number. Um, I, how late is it? It's quite late. Yeah. Uh, okay, I ring Angus first. You you ring Angus, um, yeah. and you hear down there. I'm very very tired. Um, he said, "Oh, uh, who is um?" Who Hello, is Angus. It? It's uh, Tabitha Thorn. Oh, Tabitha, is there a is there a problem? Um, yes. Unfortunately, something grave is happening. I assume at Miss Lane Fox's house, although she did not specify. Um, would you do me a huge favour and transport myself and the van to Evangeline's apartment? Um, I, 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 sure, of course I can. You hear a voice in the background say, "Angus, who is it?" And it's, it's, it's just, it just work. Don't worry about it. Um, no, no. Yeah, I'll put the kids back to bed. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> and he, he says, "Yeah, no, I'll um I'll be on my way in a minute. Um, just give me a second to get um get dressed." Um, and he hangs up the phone. <laughs> and shortly afterwards, a uh, very bedraggled uh, Angus arrives, and he drives you over to um, Evangeline's apartment with uh, Vera's van. I get it's... him to uh, walk back. <laughs> like, don't tell anybody this happened. So I can I'm not I'm not coming in. No, okay, I'll just. No, don't you have kids? I just will walk a little. Okay, that's fine. Okay. <laughs> you see it? <laughs> he leaves and he begins to walk back. <laughs> Angus is getting a real raw deal. Um, so you Angus leaves. And um, just while Tabitha was in the archives, yes, would she have had a look at that box she saw earlier on? Absolutely, yes. <laughs> um, she probably would have opened Evangeline's top drawer as well. Obviously, Things. certainly sure she's not there because she was just on the phone. Um, and yes, looked at the control and possession. Um, there is not a lot in the control and possession file. Um, there is stories of people being controlled by spirits in the very far past uh there's a um a few um recorded uh instances in um 
things that were called up for thorn investigations way before Evangeline works in the archives. Um, they were either classified as hoaxes or mm -hmm. people mis misinterpreting things or uh, like just just lying about being possessed. Um, so some, mostly some sort of religious things, people saying that they are possessed by a spirit. Um, you have things as well about uh, sort of um, research articles about uh, rat kings, that sort of thing, about uh, the idea of like um, a collective hive mind as well. Um, uh, there are a few sort of things of uh, sort of cult-esque reports of people seemingly having similar thoughts to other people if they are in like uh, the report would have been uh, people having the same thoughts as other people in the same area and the report being these people are all connected they have some sort of funny hive mind and then the uh, report concludes that it's a hoax and that people were just pretending um, but there is a sort of implication of those sorts of things happening which hive mind is similar to what um, the not kill farm uh, spirit was, but not quite, uh, where they were all being controlled by one, whereas Hive Mind is them all sort of being together as one. Um, so you arrive at Evangeline. As we're driving as well, I read this lizard. I read some bits from the lizard. Yeah. Um, a lot of it is research papers. There's not much on it. Um, you know that people have, uh, some people have phoned in when. Uh, lizards have escaped from the zoo um and people have freaked out by them not seeing lizards that often especially large ones um you know that there's research things on scandinavian sort of folklore uh welsh folklore scottish folklore dragons and giant lizards show up in everything um they are very very common um in folklore uh it's one of those great things of folklore that make you think maybe dragons do exist because everywhere has a story of a similar sort of thing um but you don't find anything very recently you don't find really anything at all recently um but there's a lot of folklore stuff about them uh you arrive evangeline lane fox's um apartment evangeline peter's getting uh stephen sorted out and readied for uh people coming over cleaned and changed of clothes and whatnot evangeline is there anything else you'd have done um, yes i've taken a moment to ask on my own Probably also on the phone to both Tabitha and Vera. I will have patted through his pockets of his jacket, um, just basically getting a sense of who he is, what's more about him. He may be he may be a victim here, but there is also something he's guarding. Mm. Um, and she senses that, and she's her kind of like they're kind of like yeah. double that kind mm. of like double play moments is kind of going through her mind as she. Cool. This goes through his things. Um, you find in the pockets, uh, there's very little in the pockets. Um, and even that catches you off a little bit that there's both the pockets have been completely emptied out. Um, however, in one of these of the deep side pockets, um, your hand catches on something, something hard in that pocket. And as you reach in and pull it out, the light in your room catches on something brilliantly gold that you bring out of the pocket. Um, and as you turn it over in your hand, you see it, it looks like a um, a band that someone might wear around their wrist. 
not full all the way around, but it's a sort of um, a loop that breaks in the middle. Um, and it's very beautifully designed. Um, as I said, like shining gold, the light catches on it. Um, and you see that in the sort of the inside of this band that's that you to turn over engraved are a few sort of lettering you don't you recognize as probably nordic but you don't know how to read it uh, you just recognize the sort of the straight angles of everything um and in the center of it the picture of a serpent 